Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the ISBA's BursaCast. This episode has been recorded and released on the 6th of January in the afternoon. This episode features John Murphy, who joins me and chats us through the outlook for the year's start and all of the fantastic things the ISBA has coming up for the sector. Without further ado, let's get into it. So I'm joined by John Murphy. Thanks for being here, John. You're very welcome. Nice to see you. Absolutely. And hopefully you've had a restful Christmas and you're ready to bring forth your full energy for the spring term. <laughs> very much so. There's a lot to do too, as we all cover. Absolutely. Lots coming up, which is what we're going to go over today. And so initially, do you want to just kick us off with what is the kind of viewpoint that we're looking out on for independent school sector going forward into January, February? It's going to be an interesting year, an interesting year in, in two ways. The first is to see how the economy pans out and see if the worst predictions come true or if the best predictions come true or we sit somewhere in between in terms of inflation coming down and therefore interest rates following them. So that's going to be the first pressure to watch. The second pressure is a more difficult one to predict, which is that of the political change that may happen at the next election, where the Labour Party are very loudly saying that they're going to change the tax position for independent schools. And we will have to alter our business models to accommodate that if they do get into power. But either way, it's going to be interesting is probably the wrong word. It's going to be a challenging 2023. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, general talk seems to be saying that if there's going to be an election, it won't be in 2023, it'll be in January 2024. So we've got a year to kind of prepare potentially. But for the Conservative Party, this is the year in which they win the election potentially. This is the one where they set their policies. This is what Um, matters now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to run this in terms of strategy and tactics. Uh, And when the blackening of the Labour Party starts to happen, because they've been very clean so far, there's been no dirty tricks yet. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, from a a bursaring perspective, as it were, now is the time to start really looking ahead because we do have that time and it'd be foolish not to use that time. It, it, it would, and really have a hard look at finances, how efficient the school is, where your pupils are coming from, how affected your parent body will be by changes in costs in their own personal budgets, and how much faith they have in the school as a business. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is the kind of the outlook on the, the prognosis of things to come. What is the ISBA doing to kind of help bursars along this journey? Well, we have a number of initiatives running on this. The first is the... Um, scenario spreadsheet which Denise put together uh, which will let schools run particular particular scenarios to see which costs move in which directions to see how their overall finances would be affected um, and that's in the library and well well worth having uh, a look at. The second is that we've come up with what we think are basically 12 very good questions for boards of governors which clerks to governors most bursars are clerks to governors can put to their boards uh, and they act as real testers, the, the, the real pain in the neck questions to see if the school is performing to its absolute utmost, um, which I hope most are. In fact, I'm fairly sure most are. Um, but there's um, a few testers in there which will be worth revising for some people who um, perhaps have neglected some of the areas that will now need to be a higher priority than previously. Yeah, absolutely. And following on from that, the sort of advice and guidance sector of the ISBA, which is its kind of unique point that it has that's carrying on and is bigger and better than ever. Is that right? It has never been more busy. Uh, we've put a bit more uh, resource into it. 
we've got a lot more advice coming out from specialist firms in, into the sector via the advice and guidance service. Um, and I think I burst into print a couple of days ago as the uh, the questions were beginning to come in. And it was the 2nd of January, for goodness sake. It was a, it was a public holiday to most folk, but uh, there was a couple of bursars working. So it was good to see that they thought that we would be able to respond. We did. Um, and we've got uh, a good number of questions underway and being answered now, in fact. And just how simple is it to request advice and guidance as a bursar? Drop a line to any of us um, or even office at uh, the ISBA and it will come through and one of us will, will deal with the question. And if we can't deal with the question, we know somebody that can. So it's, um, it's, nothing is impossible. Marvellous. And then moving on from that, he says very mm. smoothly, we have some fantastic events coming up that are going to be really beneficial and lead up to the conference, which is obviously our, our main event. But what have we got coming up before then? Look, the conference in Manchester uh, from the 23rd to the 25th of May is really the key event of the year in terms of training and, and broadening um, the way that bursars in the sector and others um, look at themselves and the sector as a whole. Um, and the, the, we've got two big events, face-to-face -face events before that. The first is a mock tribunal on the 24th of January and the second, the finance day on the 7th of February. Both of those are at a, a slightly lower level than the conference is at, but they act as preparatory events um, to the conference itself. And good training in their own right, don't get me wrong, but um, they all lead up to this key event that we run each year. I think 176 exhibitors, and we're hoping for between five and 600 delegates. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a biggie, but the reason that it's big is because we offer such a, a wide um, view of the sector from a number of experts and from a number of commentators, um, all of whom contribute something to the, the conference programme. Absolutely. I believe there's over, over 40 speakers for this conference. Yeah. Yes, yeah, there will be. Huge. And there'll be everybody from people you recognise because you've come across them at other meetings to you know, personalities that are good at the things that they do. Um, for example, the economists, um, people like that. So it's um, yeah, it's a very rich program, very rich program. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, completely aside from you know the stuff that people are getting in terms of breakout rooms, sessions, talks, all of that stuff, the uh, exhibitors hall is massive, and it allows you to see I don't know countless suppliers to the sector all in a short amount of time who are there, ready, prepped to go, and are happy to do as much as they can to sell. So it's kind of a... Well, the, 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 there is that, and the selling part sometimes puts people off. The advantage of having as many suppliers there as we have is you can see all the school suppliers in one hit, or one day you can be talking to each of your your, your consultants, the people you use for legal advice or um, for auditors, whatever. Uh, they're all there in one place. But I think the, the best part, or the newest part of the conference for me this year is going to be the first half day where we're going to try and teach people about effective communication because we've got some very good bursars in some very good schools who are exceptional at what they do, but sometimes the messages don't get out as well as they could or the leadership doesn't quite make it out of the bursar's office out and down or out and up to the board in some cases. Um, so there is a half day on highly effective communication um, and how to get the best out of people. Um, and I hope um, that will be attractive because it's really a bit of groundbreaking stuff for us and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the results are. Marvellous. And then the other thing to comment on is the kind of behind-the-scenes work that the ISBA does within the recruitment and the business directory. Well, there's another piece of behind-the-scenes. Yes, there is. Um, but the other piece of behind-the-scenes work is the work on publications. The, the big publication of this year is going to be the Sustainability Guide 
where we've updated everything we've done on sustainability up till now, and we've produced what I think is going to be the handbook for schools for the next couple of years. Um, well worth having, and that comes out alongside, obviously, the monthly and weekly bulletins and the termly bursars review. So that's one background piece. But the second piece is, as you mentioned, the recruitment um, part is is running very well. We've um, placed, I think, 13 bursars now. We're working on three recruiting exercises at the moment for permanent bursars. And a, a huge number of interims. Um, I think we had 136 requests last year for interim bursars. So all of that's happening in the background, which is tremendous. Well, it's tremendously time absorbing, but it's also very satisfying to put the right person in the right job. And that's really very good news for the sector and for the school's concerned. Um, but the business directory is proving very popular because um, firms see it as a gateway to um, to, to the market. Um, and it's it's being run very effectively and it's proving to be very popular with both users and suppliers. Absolutely. And I suppose the conference is a physical embodiment of that business directory almost. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, very much so. It's just unfortunate that we can't get everybody there, but you do your best with the space you have. Yeah, absolutely. And then I've got a couple fun fun questions for you uh, that you probably might not know the answer to, but to, <laughs> to, to, to round off this this session, how many independent school teachers do you think there are in the UK? Oh, my word. Taking a stab at about 70,000? Oh, blimey. That was pretty good. 76,442 from the last report. So you were pretty close. <laughs> okay. That was there a stab in the dark. That genuinely was a stab in the dark. However, I'll take that one. Go on then. Yeah, that's, I reckon that's a win. Um, and then the other question was, how many independent schools are there in the UK? At from I suppose this was done in 2020. So in 2020, how many independent schools were there in the UK? It depends how you classify them. Uh, those that are members of the ISC, probably about 1,300. Those that are put in place by local authorities to do very specialised educational tasks, I would think probably twice as many, maybe 2,400, 2,500, somewhere about there. Bloody hell. 2,461. <laughs> hey. You know your stuff. Flipping neck. <laughs> right. Very good effort. I was expecting, I don't know, what was it? I was expecting the best from you as always, John. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very nicely done. Uh, no, some of those independent schools, what, I mean, they're set up for particular um, types of pupil and for very good reason. Um, they deliver some stormily good education to some very small pupil numbers. Um, so they are independent schools in the proper sense of the word, but the local education authorities actually do all the administration, et cetera, for them. Okay, interesting. And so, yeah, I'm going to round off this episode by just saying that the BursaCast that you're listening to now is going to come out every single week going forward. And it's here to bring you all the latest advice, guidance, news of the sector. And we're going to be having on some speakers, both bursas, sort of suppliers to the sector and some specialists to the sector. So lots and lots of value to be had. And if you'd like to have a shout out, say hello, whatever it might be, podcast at theisba.org.uk is the email for that. But until next time, John, I'll let you get back to your, your hopefully your weekend of relaxation, but who knows? Probably not. Uh, sadly. And uh, I'll get back to whatever it is I do all day. <laughs> Leo, thank you very much. Very good to talk to you. And uh, happy new year to you and to everybody who's dialed into this. Absolutely. Thanks, John. And there we are, the end of the episode. May I gently encourage you to subscribe wherever it is you're listening to make sure you never miss the latest updates. Also, please do share it with members of your team. And to be in touch, please email podcast at theisba.org.uk. 